0: Hello, and welcome to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. We're coming in hot with the best bad takes in the fantasy industry. Here are your hosts, Steve Reed, Kyle Gadley, Drew Marsh, and Zach Beekner. And welcome back to the Boomer Bust Fantasy Podcast. Back again, thankfully, after missing our last recording last week. Thank you guys for covering for me. I appreciate that. With the uh, the sick kiddo at home. Um, but how are you guys doing? I'll start with Drew. How are you doing today, uh, Drew. Uh, I'm <laughs>
1: Boy, doing. I'm doing, good doing pretty good today. <laughs>
0: it's
1: a rough start, I but
0: already off to a good start. <laughs> Kyle. I guess that makes you nice since I tried to call Drew, <laughs> Drew uh, Kyle.
2: <laughs> it's all good. I mean, I feel like I'm doing a little bit better than you at the moment, but you'll be all right. You'll pull through.
0: Hey, it's it's only week two. I think we got to pull through at this point. Yep. And uh, last but not least, Mister Beekner, how you doing, Zach?
3: Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, rough week. Playing, uh, playing, playing, Kyle.
2: Mm-hmm. We split in one of
3: my leagues. We did split, but still that one I'm not I'm I'm a little I'm a little hurt over uh Trey Lance, so a little, I, a little sad uh, about that.
0: Yeah, I mean that's just that's just a bummer situation in general. Dude gets a chance to start. Uh you know, really gotta throw out week one because of the the weather, and then week two, like the third play in or whatever it was. It felt like uh, you know, breaks his ankle and mm-hmm. damages the ligaments. I mean, prayers out to him, obviously should be. Hopefully a quick recovery, but, I mean, he's definitely not playing this year, if not longer than that, depending on how uh, severe those ligaments were damaged.
3: Yeah, and him being a running quarterback kind of oh, yeah. with the, uh, yeah, he drops real low if he comes back next year on my list.
0: Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, I was super high on him. You guys know that. And, I mean, definitely was, bummer we yep. didn't get to see him uh, play a full season. So uh, there is that. I can confidently say, though, after a rough week one, I went 7-0 this week in leagues. So I mean Hell yeah. first time I think I've ever gone undefeated in a bunch of in all my leagues. But uh anyways, let's go ahead and recap all of last week. Uh first off, let's do our DFS lineups. Uh obviously I wasn't here to go over mine uh with you guys on on Thursday's pod. But I still somehow Somehow came out on top last week. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did. After, I mean, I will say I had to make some changes to my lineup. You know, Pittman, my, I bet Michael Pittman in my lineup originally. He ended up uh, not playing and uh, just switching some people around. So uh, like I could mention uh, I did start or I did win last week in our DFS league. Uh, just to recap who I had since we didn't uh, the week before, I had Carson Wentz. Leonard Fournette, Javante Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamar Chase, Christian Kirk, Pat Fryermuth, Curtis Samuel, and the Tampa Bay defense. So, uh, I think it's kind of luck because I had a different, I think I had the Cincinnati defense in there originally. and I needed to switch some money around to get Jamar in, even though Jamar sucked. Uh, and I picked Tampa up, and they kind of made Winston look like the old famous Jameis we knew before with the, uh, interceptions so i'll take it uh zach and i are tied for wins in the dfs league now both of us have won. so with that uh kyle you came in second let's go over your lineup
2: all right so my lineup last week <clears throat> i had at the qb position was carson wentz saquon daryl henderson Devontae adams curtis samuel amonra st brown pat fryermuth dpj in the flex and the steelers defense
0: I will say, I thought Devontae was going to have a much bigger day. Obviously, Devontae wasn't going to get like the 50% target share he got week one. Mm -hmm. But he had two receptions for a touchdown and 12 yards. I definitely thought he was going to do more than that. And somehow Arizona managed to shut him down. And Matt Collins was the number one receiver in that offense.
2: Kind of crazy, right? And then Greg Dortch gets the tutty in the Arizona side. So
0: Listen... As uh, the fantasy footballers called him, the Human Dorch. <laughs> uh, Zach, you came in third. How do you feel about yeah. your lineup, did you, or what'd you uh, go with?
3: It would have went a lot better if I didn't have Michael Pittman Jr. in my lineup, who did not, who ended up not playing.
2: And you um, didn't switch that out.
0: You sure did. I honestly, I, honest, <laughs>
3: I honestly didn't. know I could once I submitted, so I let it ride. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's not a best ball league, buddy. You're you right. Can
3: edit, you can edit it up until game time. Um. So, uh, Matt Stafford was my quarterback. Chase Edmonds. Javante Williams. I noticed a trend um, of somebody that I have been saying is going to be great that you two have taken because I also took him this week. Amon Ra. Jamar Chase. Pat Firemuth, Zay Jones, and I took Tampa Bay's defense.
0: Pretty wild. We had they have near an identical lineup except for Pittman, really. Our flex yeah. and our quarterback. I mean, it was, it's very similar. Yeah. Both our running backs sucked. So, yep. but I will say the Denver Broncos need to feed Javante. At one point, he was averaging seven yards a carry in that game, and they stopped handing him the ball. They didn't <laughs> throw him the ball, like. Like we want to let Russ cook, but Russ had Russ's completion percentage was like probably the worst in the league this this week. It was it was horrible. I, I don't have stats in front of me, but I know it wasn't good. Um, but we get to that later. And then last but not least, uh, Drew, you came in last even after Zach had somebody not play.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. My DFS lineup was just bonus this it, on- week.
0: It looks good on paper.
1: It does, but you know it didn't work out. Uh, I had Derek Carr, uh, Saquon Barkley, Damian Harris, Devonte Adams, Tyler Boyd, Allen Robinson, Logan Thomas, Rashad Penny, and Steelers defense.
3: I I honestly was shocked you took the Steelers defense with no TJ.
1: Yeah, I mean it wasn't terrible, but not good for fantasy, you, I
3: guess. You know they're you know they're zero and they were zero and four zero and five now without TJ playing.
0: Either way, that team, the secondary is better on that team than people give credit for, in my opinion. I True. mean, Agreed. E- True. Even on the touchdown that Mac threw to, was it Aguilar? It like was just Withers- a good
3: catch by Aguilar.
0: Witherspoon was in prime position to break that up. It, or that was actually it. Uh, Wallace. Had, was it Levi? I, mean, I think it was or, Levi but,
3: Wallace, to be honest with you, not Witherspoon.
0: Either way, whoever it was, was in perfect position to either break it up or intercept it. And, uh. Aguilar just went up over him. And you, you can't blame a defender for, you know, having someone just make a <laughs> athletic play over him. Yeah. But, but also,
3: um, that's also why you train to high point the ball. Because if he had to jump well, instead absolutely. of trying to...
0: Just turn around and, you know... Let jump. Him well, yeah. But I digress. Yeah. yeah, that's neither here nor there. Um. So, yeah, Zach and I are tied at 1-1 one one in the FanDuel lineup after two weeks of play. We will definitely... Keep you guys updated and make sure to uh, go, you know, go over our picks this week on the next episode. Um, But our parlay, I will take full credit for losing this. No, I will not take full credit for losing this parlay. (laughs) You're going to take credit Derwin James for hitting Travis Kelsey with the rock bottom at the one and a half yard line. I mean, we had this parlay locked up. Oh, yeah.
3: out
0: of nowhere. <laughs> Derwin James <laughs> made the tackle of the season to stop, stop my anytime Travis Kelsey touchdown. So, yeah, we didn't hit it. I mean, I don't remember what you guys had. I did bet it. I just don't have him pulled up. But I, did, I had Kelsey so we, touchdown.
2: Yeah, we had Eckler over on the receiving at 39.5. Kelsey Tutty, Los Angeles spread at plus 4.5, and, and the Herbie over 279 passing.
0: Which all hit except for Kelsey.
2: Except for Kelsey. By yard, one yard.
0: By one yard. And like I <laughs> said, Irwin James may have made the tackle of the year. Facts. Uh, but before we move on to like our booms and busts, or a recap of our booms and busts, can we just talk about how uh there was really no receiver in Kansas City worth fantasy relevance last week? Even even Travis Kelsey didn't break ten points nobody had over 50 yards I think or like 52 yards no one had a ton of grabs like you normally see with Kelsey Juju didn't have a ton of catches so it was like it was a really spread out offense uh MVS I think saw seven targets we saw uh, I think six or seven catches for Kelsey five or six for Juju maybe I mean it's just it was a weird weird game and again mm-hmm. we saw a ceh score so uh I don't know
1: yeah I mean I think you know when we were doing our projections and whatnot, we were really hoping for Juju to, to come out and vulture a lot of targets. But in all reality, we all kind of knew deep down that this was going to be a spread offense, and your best bet was Travis Kelsey. But I mean, it is disappointing because we were expecting Juju to do at least you know a consistent flex worthy. In fantasy value, but it's not looking like it's going to turn out that way, and it's really going to be a crapshoot on which one's going to do well each week.
0: Yeah, Mahomes looks like the only one worth. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I can't say that it's been one week of Kelsey not being his typical Travis Kelsey self, but even still, I mean, it, Mahomes was the only one worth starting a week ago.
2: I mean, there's another viable option in the Kansas City offense, and when was the last time we talked about C.E.H. <laughs> like for real it's, like it's so,
0: season because yeah exactly first round he's, because they thought he was going to do kareem hunt stuff
2: yeah i mean he's not getting a whole lot of volume but he's making it count like he got in the end zone twice week one last week i mean he just had 74 rushing yards on eight attempts which is almost 10 yards a cat or carry which is crazy in itself uh four grabs for 44 so i mean he's producing with the little volume he's getting but I mean, he's turned out to be a very good fantasy but flex option. That's here. also
1: yeah. why it's scary at the same time. Because, like, exactly. seven and eight attempts a game, sure, it's working out for him. But, like, one of these times, someone's going to trust him enough to throw him in there and he's going to mm-hmm. drop a dud. So it's it's scary. I, that, I, I I didn't draft him in any leagues this year, I don't think, because mm-hmm. I was just so nope. skeptical.
0: I, yeah. I didn't either. He is currently RB5 in PPR scoring. Um... You know, mainly because he had 22 points week one, almost 18 last week. But to go along with Drew's point, he's only played 39 and 44% of the offensive snaps in the first two weeks of the season. It's definitely a full running back by committee. I think Jarek McKinnon got a touchdown uh, this past week uh, through the air. So, you know, Jarek kind of stole that or vultured that touchdown there. They're still yeah. trying to implement Isaiah Pacheco. I. As much as I'm, you know, I'm I'm up on C C H right now. I don't think in a season long format I would trust him long enough to plug no, this him is
2: in. A, I think this is a perfect time to like so high. You know what I mean?
0: For oh, I absolutely, yeah. absolutely
3: agree, uh, Zach. I, I mean, I yeah, as long as he's getting, uh, he he seems to he seems more touchdown dependent to me. Because I mean, you take those two touchdowns away from him last week. I mean. What does he, he end two. up with?
1: That's what. Well, that's not, not week two.
3: Not week two. Yeah. <laughs> well, Zach, yeah, yeah.
1: we were saying like it's yep. be perfect time to sell high. Like yeah. try to trade him high right now.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I, but I also kind of lean towards probably stashing him too because I mean, what's the other people behind him doing? I mean, he's clearly the number one, isn't he? Yes and think, no. I don't think anybody else has out carried
1: him. Or matched his carries. That but way. that's that's the thing is it's not saying much because he's had seven and eight carries.
0: Right. I mean, yeah. McKinnon's um,
2: had four the last two games, and then Pacheco, Pacheco had twelve the game. first week and two this week.
0: Pacheco doesn't count because it was in garbage time against Arizona.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But
3: I mean, it, I, I I I just expect them. I just expect them to I also expect the Chiefs to like morph or change their offense because they don't have that huge playmaker anymore. They got to spread the ball around and I think they're going to have to find creative ways to get him the ball just because he's being so successful with the little volume he's getting. You got to feed the guy who's getting you down the field. And if you're giving the ball to him 8 times he's done and he's going for 74 yards, to me that sounds like somebody that needs the ball
0: more. Yeah, I mean, as it sits right now, he's averaging almost eight yards a carry on the season, almost eleven yards per catch on the season, and he's had a total of what fifteen carries and seven targets for seven <laughs> catches.
1: It's ridiculous. So
0: That's crazy, yeah. Even if you increase his his role in this offense by you know two or three percent, if not you know maybe a little bit more than that, I don't. It, it definitely could be a huge payoff if. You are or you know, buying high on him, selling high on him. But if you do sell now, I mean, what's you know, what's the odds that he continues this kind of pace and and keeps up? But
3: I mean, I it depends on what you can get out of him.
0: I mean, it's not like that; it depends on what somebody's willing to give up on him too. True. Yeah.
3: Anybody else
2: realize he's only five seven?
0: I mean, he's shorter than Kyle is. So
2: yeah, but the kid's a bowling ball. Yeah, he's like two hundred pounds.
0: At at this point in the year, would you guys give up? Like Dalvin Cook for CEH? No. Performances Cook's had? Well, I mean,
3: let's let's look at at all of the older running backs that are starting to fall off all of a sudden. Derrick Henry's not what he (laughs) once was.
0: Who called that one? True.
3: It's only week two. Cook isn't what he once was. Ezekiel Elliott definitely isn't.
1: That's one that's probably the one I would entertain is Zeke Elliott. I would for for a sure trade. trade Zeke Elliott for CEH. hmm
0: Would you, you know, maybe package CEH and get, like, a Pollard slash low-end wide receiver too, like a uh, Curtis Samuel type thing, maybe? Mm. Those super high-end players that have performed the first two weeks? Because that's mean, just hard I, to gauge. I, I feel like Curtis Samuel is going to be a big part of this offense. I mean, his target share has been insane.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: So I don't know, I, I, I mean you'd also be buying high on like Curtis Samuel at the same time, and after the week two performance of Pollard, who I think had twenty ish points, mm-hmm. uh, kind of the same same ordeal there. But uh, we can get into that kind of stuff, you know, in a second. Let's go over go ahead and recap our booms and busts from week two, Kyle.
2: All right, so week two booms and busts. Can anybody guess who's who won this week? Probably Kyle. Probably Steve.
0: Uh, it definitely wasn't me because I had two of my booms not come close.
2: Let's just say, all right, I'll tell everybody. That nobody scored more than ten, and nobody got in the negatives. I know. I, I think <laughs> I was very positive not bad. Week. Not bad, huh? All right. So, uh, who finished first last week was me at ten. Drew and Steve both tied at five, and Zach, you're at zero. Woo-hoo! So that leaves the total hey.
0: We, t- we, what take was that? we take par sometimes so.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> sometimes it's better to just even out than take the negative so um so the total standings right now Drew's still in the lead at 25 <coughs> steve or i'm in second at 15 zach is at 10 and steve's rounding out the rear at five still
0: hey baby so. steps i came back last year come back a slayer this year
2: yeah facts so all right so we'll uh Go over each buddy, each person's booms and busts. So
0: each buddies, buddies, okay. Each
2: buddies. Yeah. Something like that. So we'll start with Zach since he canceled out at zero. His booms were Matt Stafford, Zeke, and Zay Jones. I'm not going to lie. I did like the Zay Jones pick a little bit, but his busts were Bobby Trees, Dawson Knox, and Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara was the only one that actually busted there. So (laughs) Good job. Because, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but Drew can't, yeah. Drew can't talk shit because you know he took uh, J.K. Dobbins. So oh, they were saying he was going to play. So. JK,
3: I'm digging J.K. Were they though? They were. were saying that they were saying Kamara was going to play. They were.
0: It, was, it wasn't until Saturday, I think, morning. Friday night, mm-hmm. morning.
3: And they and they still gave him sixteen points. True. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Also true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Drew, we'll go into his booms and busts. He had A.J. Dillon, MVS, and Curtis Samuel, all as booms. The only one that actually boomed there was Curtis Samuel. MVS actually busted, so that's...
1: Boom! Exactly. Sell yeah. him. His... Sell him. <laughs> you can't sell him. You're going to have to drop him. Nobody's going to buy into MVS. You're going to have to go for some uh, upside there on the waivers, I think. But Maybe. I don't think you need to hold a spot for mvs i just think it's completely volatile and sure he's going to go off a week and you're going to be mad at yourself but i don't it's never going to be consistent agreed nope
2: all right so steve your booms were javante williams christian kirk lenny fournette so javante and lenny both busted (laughs) and christian kirk boom Uh,
0: real quick First off, the game, you guys hated on all of my picks last week. I listened. <laughs> I listened to the pod. You guys were absolutely dogging me. Like, I got drugged through the mud. Uh, first off, Javante, well, let's start with Lenny. Lenny's game script is there. He had 23 freaking carries. Mm-hmm. And there was no targets to throw to, yet Tom Brady didn't target him.
3: He, well, So, I, I will say, the, the two running backs you picked were good. Like, they should have boomed against the teams they were playing. At
0: least met projections.
3: Yes. Agreed. I don't know why they didn't hand the ball off more. That was so infuriating. Having so much stock in Javante Williams mm-hmm. and just watching him every time he got the ball, seven yards, eight yards, ten yards. yards—right, Maybe get stopped behind the line once, and then seven yards, eight yards, ten yards. It was just he, so unfair Like, and and the and the play, like watching Denver just botch everything. That coaching staff is atrocious.
2: It's so bad. Oh, it's so bad.
3: Oh my gosh, it's like watching a
0: dumpster fire.
2: It's like you see Javante pop off a nice run, and then it's like, oh, wait, look at Melvin Gordon just waddle his ass out there, and it's like, shit. It's
0: not even that. It's let's have Russ throw it seven hundred and four times and complete two of them. Yeah, like, don't you letting... your right. We're letting Russ cook, and Russ is not cooking. He's barely simmering.
3: Yeah, yeah I don't,
1: yeah.
0: 31 passes, 14 completed.
1: Yikes. Oh.
0: And let's not talk about the fact that Houston gave up 161 on the ground to Jonathan Taylor the week before, but we only gave the ball to J- Javante 15 times.
3: It's like everybody was hyping up this pass offense that Denver was supposed to have. They just sort of like, oh, so we're a passing team now. No. Stick to your good, like, stick to your guns, run the ball, open up the pass. Don't come out and say, oh, we got Russell Wilson now, we can just throw it all over the place.
0: Yeah, to me, it's unacceptable that we still see uh, Melvin Gordon getting 10 carries. Yeah. yeah I mean, like,
3: there. you'll get flashes of good from him, but it's just we flashes.
0: Don't. We don't need a 60 40 run share. Make it 70 30. Make it 70 30 at the very least. Anyways, yep. I digress. Onto my bust.
2: On your bust. So you had Mike Evans, Derrick Henry, gotcha. and Ceedee Lamb.
0: Mm-hmm. So Mike
2: Evans and Derrick Henry actually busted. So
0: that's because Mike Evans
2: days. got ejected.
0: Oh, even before that, he was getting shot down by Marshawn Lattimore. And Is that why ejected. he was mad? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I put this in my notes, which you guys didn't read. That Marshawn Lattimore gives him fits. <laughs> and he lit it. This is the second time Marshawn Lattimore has got him ejected from a game because he ran over and just hit hit stick him out of nowhere.
3: Did Marshawn Lattimore get suspended for the next
0: game? Uh, no, just I Mike Evans. So. Th- yeah, probably for you know starting the whole ordeal. He got.
2: I mean, Lattimore really didn't do anything or retaliate. It was all Mike Evans. Well,
3: that's <laughs> what those DBs do, though. They play mind games and trash talk the entire time, and they're yeah, Minka, good at it. Minka does did it the same. Same thing to uh, Jamar. Jamar.
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you're just going to get your feelings and get all butt about it, I don't know. That's I'll play football. Yeah, crying in football.
0: Matamor's had his number though, and this is the first time since Brady joined the Bucks that they beat the Saints.
2: That's and true, and they didn't even play that well.
0: I think no, the offense played like crap. Yeah, it was the defense coming with two or three interceptions, one of which was a pick six that you know really sealed it for him. And then Derrick Henry, y'all didn't want to hear it. Play the best front seven in football. He's lost a step. He's lost power. And overall, just he didn't look. I mean, Buffalo played the exact way you need to play against Derrick Henry. Get him moving side to side, clog the middle, and he becomes ineffective.
2: And you got to make Ryan Tannehill throw the ball.
0: Well, that's the thing. And then get bitched in the third. As soon as they made Tannehill throw the ball, that team fell
2: apart. Yeah, exactly. But All right, uh, we'll go on to my booms and busts well, real quick. Should we go over my uh, busts because we only did my booms?
0: Yeah, I think we did a cut Drew's booms. Oh, did
2: I skip over your busts? Sorry, buddy. No, that's Sorry. fine. Uh, I just figured. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, your busts were Cooper Cup, J.K. Dobbins, and Christian Watson. So J.K. obviously didn't play. So that's a bust, and Christian Watson, I think, had two points. I believe, and Cooper Cup went off for a thirty piece. So,
1: and I, wanna, <laughs> I want to throw it out there that he still, I still don't think he would have busted without the one touchdown. But his one touchdown, uh, they, gave, they threw a touchdown to Allen Robinson, but mm-hmm. after the play was oh, done, yes. the refs oh. called a <laughs> medical timeout for, that they got from the booth. So they scratched the play, oh. and they replayed it, and then Matt Stafford threw it to Cooper Cup for a touchdown. But that was I've insane, never, and Allen Robinson should have had two touchdowns.
0: I've never been both so happy and so angry at the same time because in, <laughs> in, in Kyle's home league, I have Cooper Cup. I think in the Boomer Bust League, I have Allen Robinson. So I was, yeah. <laughs> I was super upset that Robinson, the second <laughs> one, came back, but also super excited that Cooper Cup got his second.
1: Yeah, that And was, that's the thing, like, Good. I was. Just, I was just saying that that was insane and uncalled for, and that should not have happened. I don't know what right. the refs were thinking, saying that they can just botch the play like literally after everyone played it. It's not like anyone was confused. Like they played the play out. It's I don't mm-hmm. understand that.
0: Right, and they they had Gene Sterator come on and try to you know say, oh well, you know the booth can come down if it, if the call down comes at the same time the the ball is snapped. They have the the ability to overrule that. But by the time you hear the whistle in the replay, I'm pretty sure Robinson is almost has the ball in his hand or does have the ball in his hand. Is ready to walk in the end zone. So exactly. It, it was it was so bad, but uh-huh. uh, I'm I'm glad Cooper got two because uh, led me to be the highest scorer in Kyle's home league.
3: Yeah, well it it made me salty. <laughs> <laughs> it did because well I mean it, it, the only reason it made me salty is because I had the two highest scoring two of the top three wide receivers this week on my team, and I still fucking lost!
2: Oh. And there it is. And we're cancelled. Alright. Wow. Okay, on on. booms and Bus. So <laughs> For Booms, I had Mike Williams, Jarvis Landry, and David Montgomery. Uh, Big Mike and Monty both booned for me. Jarvis was right at his projection. So, yeah. That was great for me, I feel. Uh,
0: I'm so pumped that we saw Montgomery get a full workload in mm-hmm. decent condition, or decent like running conditions. Yeah, because it was pretty nice. He's got like s- super high upside to be like a, a good RB two this year. I feel like, and yeah. people were kind of down on him just because he's in the Bears' offense.
2: Mm-hmm. And they all a lot of people were down on him too because they're like, all oh, Fields is just going to run the ball, and they need it. Like, no, they're going to try and not let him run as much as he can to avoid injury. You know, right? Yeah. I mean, so.
0: Fifteen carries and two grabs, at the, and he he averaged eight a carry. So, yeah, good night for him.
2: Heck yeah, that line's starting to turn out to be something better than we were expecting. I feel so.
0: Uh, let's let's just say I don't think Green Bay's pass rush is all that amazing.
2: Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so onto my bus, uh, I had Mac Jones, Devin Duvernay, and Cooper Rush, and they all were about their projection. So that's a straight wash for me there.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I have Lamar in a couple leagues, and I was super upset when Duvernay took that return to the house. Oh yeah, it was a, that was a lost touch for for Lamar, even though he still finished his QB one this weekend.
2: Oh yeah, he's balling. Uh, Tua ball this week too on the opposite side of that. Like, yes, can we acknowledge that? Almost yes, threw for five hundred
1: yards. Like, oh, <laughs> I had Tua sitting on my bench in my dynasty yep. league. It was. Really I sad. did not.
3: <laughs> I had yeah. him starting. I had I, him anti Hill in the one
0: league. I, I feel your pain because in one league, I thought there's no way that Jalen Waddle repeats his success after barely breaking off just one long uh, catch in week one and sat him for A.J. Dillon. Mm-hmm. So that was painful. 40-piece on my bench with A.J. Dillon getting like 10. But, again, it is what it is. Uh, and go ahead and just recap again points and where, we're at, for, right, so points where we're at
2: for the booms and busts. <clears throat> of the year. So coming in last this week was Zach, then it was Drew and Steve, and then me, I won it this week. So the total points, Drew's on the lead at 25, I am at 15, Zach's at 10, and Steve is at five. So it's pretty close race for real. Um, other than that. Yikes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at least at least it's close for now. I mean, there's, there's definitely going to be some discrepancies later in the season, but at least it's close yeah. for now. For now, yeah. Uh so last week, obviously week one, big waiver wire show, gotta go over, you know, top picks, some of which I still agree with. I'm glad that we were all on board to not go ahead and spend all our fab on OJ Howard or Taysom Hill who didn't do anything this week. Uh Curtis Samuel though looking like he's gonna be a stud. So with that, uh this segment for this week we have some of our season-long letdowns and maybe some pleasant surprises we have through the years or through the season so far. I mean it's two weeks, can't really say much. Uh, but I have a giant list if we if we need some. Uh, I, I have, have one. A... Okay, I'll let you start okay. off. You go got pick. one
2: singular pick?
3: <laughs> well, yeah, because
2: okay.
3: Drew was dogging me every time I took him because you guys were all saying I was taking him too early. And he's been turning out to be a stud. And I think we're going to see him form into one of the top – I, I'll be willing to say possibly top five if he keeps doing what he's doing in fantasy. And that's Amon-Raw.
0: I had him mm-hmm. on my list.
3: I mean, dude's dudes balled out the past two weeks, and he's even making Jared Goff look good. Well,
0: so and... did Cooper Cup. So. Huh? So, so did Cooper Cup.
3: Right, right, right. Well, I mean, Cooper Cup wasn't Cooper Cup until uh, basically stafford got there because that was when he had his i mean he was still he he was he was a top he was definitely top 20 wide receiver he wasn't in the top 10 until stafford got there right uh, I, I don't think, he, think might so. have been, he was in
0: 2019 he was top five really Goff sure was might. still there 29 yeah because last year was the first year 2021 first year. huh <laughs> okay
3: i stand corrected <laughs> the math
0: checks out here math guy
2: you got I'm you got to realize math, Cooper, I am
3: not a math guy.
2: Yeah, you got to realize Cooper Cup's like 30, so like he's played a couple years.
0: Yeah, he's
3: not young. Yeah. Anyways, go. I know on. he's not young, but like yeah. All right. Anyways,
1: but still. Yeah, I, I for Amonra, I feel like I I do love it. I mean, you're definitely for sure starting him in your wide receiver position for the rest of the year. I just the consistency of it worries me because of Jared Goff, but I mean, so far it's going well. So you have but to start. But clearly,
3: clearly, clearly, what they just said is Jared Goff supported a top five wide receiver. That's. So. What
0: I, it is very possible to be so. you know force fed the ball again. But does how does this offense change when we see Jamison Williams come back? That's uh, a real I don't really oh, more. over
2: the top I don't. I don't see a Monra getting a big hit.
0: I, I don't either, sense. but there's still a possibility that, because Jamison is a baller. Like, watching mm-hmm. him at Alabama, I mean, I get it. He, he was in a loaded offense where he got a lot, single, a lot of single coverage because everybody in that offense was so good. But he's he's got that, that dog in him, and I, I think he's got a really good, you know, he's got very good pro potential. I will say that, but maybe not with Goff as his quarterback.
2: I mean, if anything, though, this um, on raw like emergence here is going to open things up for Jameson, right?
0: Oh, no doubt. I mean, this crazy thing is like going back to I think the last four or six games of last year. He's just hadn't a crazy like like ten game run, eight game run, whatever it is. Let's see. Uh, since week thirteen of last year, he's had eight or more catches in every game, and all but one of those games, he's had a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Those are those are insane stats. Only one of those games did he have less than 20 points. And that was the one game he didn't have a touchdown. So, I mean, we're seeing this guy become a star in front of our eyes. Not even just in terms of fantasy value, in terms of, like, real player potential value. And he was definitely on my list for some some big-time guys. Uh, One of the guys I want to throw out there as a letdown for this year, and it's solely because of where he was taken in drafts. It's not – I mean, it's Christian McCaffrey. Okay. This dude, we thought, you know, he's going to put up 25, 27 points weekly. He's going to be a huge part of this offense. We definitely saw his uh, offense up t- uptick in week two. He had more carries, uh, same amount of targets. Uh, but it just – where you took him at three or 103, you were kind of wanting to see, you know, that 20 points consistency – you took him over, you know, just uh Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, uh any of the Cooper Cup any of the running backs not named JT basically. You took him over. And I get it, you know, he's having a better you know, he had a better week last week, but it still feels like for some reason he wasn't trusted enough. I mean, he got fifteen for one oh two, averaged seven yards of carry and they didn't they didn't give him more. If you're averaging, you know, just like Javante, you're averaging a ton of yards, why aren't you going to utilize the guy that's getting you down the field? Even yeah. if you are losing, I get that. but
1: I feel like they're going to have to realize that to win games, they are going to have to feed him. Like, mm-hmm. he, he usually is used to being fed. And with the upgrades of the whole team around him, I think they do better if they feed him more. So, you know, yeah. I think the coaching is gonna realize that clearly they're gonna have to get on board here soon because it's not looking good so i don't know i i haven't lost faith yet but it's definitely disappointing for drafting him if you drafted him in the one or two spot for sure
0: yeah i'm definitely not losing faith in him by any means it's just where you took him with the expectations you had he just hasn't met what you thought he was going to do he hasn't been that you know, 25, 30-point score where he's going to have, you know, 50, 60 on the ground and a touchdown with, you know, 50, 60 through the air and a touchdown. Uh, And, I mean, I get it. He still rushed for 102 last week and had 128 all-purpose yards. I already got some scrimmage, I mean, but it feels like we just need to use him. We, We can't continue just giving him five targets each week, and they've been on dinks and dunks. It's been behind the line where he's getting tackled and swallowed up behind the line. We need to get him on wheel routes down the field. And I think near the end of that game, we did see them lining him up in the slot a little bit more, which I think could be or lead to some big targets and some big you know plays downfield. But I just I, I want to see more out of him in the offense and this and the or and the offense. But we haven't gotten that far yet. So, uh, Drew, do you have a, a disappointment or a surprise you want to hit on real quick? Yeah, or I guess now we can go keep going around.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of my for sure biggest disappointments for this for this year so far i mean the whole offense the whole offense's passing game has been completely dreadful and you know i hate to say it but it's gonna be darnell mooney i mean we were drafting him with the hopes of him being your wide receiver too consistently you know at least 11 12 points a week and he showed up with 1.8 which we gave him the benefit of the doubt and said you know that was the rain game, so we'll hold on here. And week two, Justin Fields throws the ball 11 times, and he gets 0. .6 points. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just the passing game is just completely not there. Even though he's the number one, if Justin Fields is throwing the ball 11 times the whole game, which is absolutely crazy. It doesn't even sound real. You you can't play him, and he's not even rosterable at this point. Sounds,
3: sounds like... Sounds like the uh, coach for Army is running
1: the Bears <laughs>
3: offense. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous if they continue with the low passing. They just have to let him develop. They, he's not going to get better if we're throwing the ball eleven times a game. That's just so stupid. So right, if that no keeps one's... up. You can't even you can't keep Darnell Mooney on your roster.
2: And you can't even blame that on game script either. That's just totally play calling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, it is.
0: Majority. Yeah. I mean, right now, well, well as oh, of sorry. ADP, like, as of ADP, where he was going, you could add the likes of like AJ Dillon, Dallas Goddard, Juju, Mike Thomas, Singletary, Renfro. So I mean, there's not a ton of players around him that were super valuable, but maybe a couple.
1: But there's what? every single one of them is still giving you like at productive. least double what he did and that's not saying much because last week he scored 6, Point points.
0: 0.6 points.
1: Yeah. Anyways, at
3: least double 0. 0.6.
0: Zack, <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you saying?
3: Though. Uh I was just getting to the fact like I just wanted to ask true a question since he's a Bears fan like do you really think it's the uh do you like do you think it's the offensive play calling or do you think it's the fact that They don't trust Fields
1: to throw down the field yet. I mean, it's a little bit of both. Even if you don't trust him, you have to let him throw the ball. Like, 11 offensive passes in a whole game is That you were trailing, too.
0: And you you were winning for, what, one drive? Yeah.
1: They came on. It looked great. They drove down the field. Justin Fields ran it in. It was like, wow, this is going to be a good game. And then, and then they were like, let's just keep, keep, running. <laughs> let's keep yeah. running the ball. Yeah.
3: It...
1: Hey, let's the do... run game
3: works, guys. Let's not abandon it. I
1: don't know let's what's going Matt on, but the play That's calling the is not It's not there.
0: I'm going to hashtag bring Matt Nagy back right now. Definitely not. He... <laughs> He's let's
3: bring him back. I don't want to do that, but it's not. <laughs> no, good. bring Jay Cutler back.
0: Yeah, bring him back. Best, oh, best sports <laughs> announcer <laughs> ever. <laughs> Uh, before I move to Kyle real quick, I do want to piggyback that I think you can throw Cole Komet in that same exact category. I think Cole Komet's droppable at this point. Yep. Two weeks, he's, he's put up zero points both weeks. And I, I get it. Like like Drew was saying, it's it's not the ca- pass catcher's fault. It's the fact that the play calling is abysmal. Two weeks, Cole Komet's seen two targets. He's played 83% of the snaps in or more in both weeks, and he's gotten two targets? And okay, week one, better for the doubt. we said that, but but this second week that those linebackers aren't that great in Green Bay. i mean they have gotten better with some of these young guys, but that's the thing they're young, and the, you could have had you left I'm sure I don't know how many points on the board by you know not utilizing your your playmakers, and it's just it's so frustrating. so. Cole I think, is absolutely droppable this week. And uh, Kyle, you have a surprise and or uh, someone you're not so thrilled with.
2: Someone I'm not so thrilled with who I have a crap ton of shares of and I'm really upset about it is Josh Jacobs. I mean, I I don't know. Like, what ADP-wise, you're probably taking on, what, maybe fifth, sixth round as your RB2, I believe, right? Keep talking
0: I, have okay. I haven't found him yet.
2: But, like, if you look at it, he's getting 60%, 70% snap share, but only getting 10. He had 19 rush attempts, but he's only getting 50 60 70 yards and only one target per game. But, like, I, you just where you drafted him at, you should be getting more production out of him, eight and nine points against – I mean, granted, they played the Chargers in Arizona, but still it's still teams that
0: with like, the passing – got shredded, by the way. Yeah. The week before.
2: With the passing game that they that the Raiders have, like that should open up the run game for Josh Jacobs. I don't know if the line's just garbage, but we need more production out of him, for real. Uh,
0: Jacobs, at the time of drafting, was running back 20, 48th player off the board. Mm-hmm. And there's players, I mean, obviously, Elijah Mitchell we got to throw out, he had the injury, but Jalen Waddle was right there. DK, J.K. Dobbins we haven't seen, Brees Hall, Kyler Murray, all within like that. That range of where he went and at this point i would the only person i wouldn't take would be mitchell and that's just because he's you know done for a few weeks yet Mm -hmm. i mean obviously dobbins is a a bit of a you know head scratcher but he could definitely come out and have a a big season still
2: yeah it's just i mean they got to get him more in the passing game too you know what i mean yeah, but, and
1: they refuse to do that. They've always refused to do that. I don't understand why. And he's a, but, he's a good pass catcher. He yeah, he is.
0: He's had That's, two targets in the two weeks he's played.
1: Exactly, and it's like
2: they when they had Kenyon Drake there, like, like that thought is okay, but like Kenyon Drake's still not as good of a pass catcher as Josh Jacobs, and they don't realize that. You know what I mean?
0: It's it's so it's very frustrating because I also like Jacobs this year, and I mean. Going into this game, they were without uh, Brandon Bolden, who I think missed because of a hammy, or, or I thought yeah. it was some kind of leg, it's some shot.
2: soft tissue. Yeah.
0: Um, so you know, Amir Abdullah was in there. Some we saw, we saw one carry from Zamir White, the rookie out of Georgia, but that, overall, just nothing.
1: Yeah, that's and the that, thing. It's like Brandon Bolden was out, and uh, Josh Jacobs got like what nineteen of the twenty-one 19. running back carries it was Mm -hmm. like on paper it's like wow he must have did well and he averaged 3.6 yards per carry like i said i didn't watch the game close enough to like kyle said to know if the line was just not doing well for the run game or if he just isn't producing with the work he's getting but it's it's scary for sure
0: yeah i absolutely agree with that
2: and like when i what the amount that i was watching of that game it's they didn't go with any like sets where like Josh Jacobs was even part of the play. It was like five wide receiver sets. You know what I mean? They got like Devontae. in the resin.
3: It's the same yeah. thing. It's the same thing that the uh, Denver ran into. They get this new toy and they want to take it out of the box and play with it, and it's so exciting! It's so exciting! We've changed our identity. We're a passing team now, and they get away from the run and realize, oh, mm-hmm. it's kind of still important.
1: Well, Devonte only had two catches left this week, so we can't really.
3: It's not yeah,
1: Devontae, exactly yeah. comparable. Yeah, I, still yeah, I mean, still the ball I think that leading much.
2: target was Darren Waller, right? He had yeah. eight,
0: either him or Mac. I don't know, Mac felt like yeah, Mac
3: how how eight. is tight end one this year?
0: Uh, I mean, he's not terrible. Uh, let me pull stats up. Uh, he uh, he is currently tight end three, three through two games. Hmm. I Renfro
2: had ten targets too, by the way. So
0: yeah, and Mac Collins had eight as well. I just pulled his stats up. Which why the hell are they giving Mac Hollins eight targets?
2: And Devontae two.
0: <laughs>
3: because uh, they don't trust Carr to throw to double coverage. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh
0: pleasant surprise through two weeks for me. I've got Rashad Bateman. I mean, I get it he broke off two big, you know, catches in the first two weeks, but last week he was targeted more. He had four catches, he went over hundred yards. He's definitely not gonna, you know, continue to have the you know low target, high output kind of weeks. But it feels like, I don't know, to me it's, this kind of feels like the way we saw Jamar Chase come out where he's running a short slant and then breaking it off for a touchdown. I mean, we haven't seen him do it against the double coverage and do all the stuff we saw Jamar do last year, but through two games I'm, I will say I'm fairly impressed with what we've seen from him. I would like to see his target share go up more. And I think it's definitely possible. Um but I mean you looked at guys you took ahead of him right now. He was uh wide receiver 35, 89th player off the board. Uh you took receivers like Hunter Renfro, uh Kareem or not Kareem Hunt, uh Kareem Hunt is in front of him, Uh Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, uh along with just running backs like Penny, Edmonds, Tony Pollard, Patterson. So at this point he's outproduced. All of those guys. I mean, DeAndre kind of a, you know, can't say much because of the suspension. But I've liked what I've seen at a, at a Bateman. He has uh, he has the ability to separate from his DBs, and he did that against Miami and and New York in the first week. So, how do you guys feel about Bateman, Zach? What do you think,
3: Rashad Bateman? Uh, I mean, he's definitely come to play. Uh, he looks good uh definitely somebody worth keeping i will say i mean i'm not i'm not sold on him because
0: but I mean, did, did we see him producing 16 plus points in the first two weeks each time like
3: right 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 but he's uh he's still young i could still, i could see i could just see him falling off whenever they start playing a little bit tougher teams is all i'm saying just because he's unproven against those better dbs
0: I mean, hasn't had Miami had Xavier Howard on him, who is arguably top, top five. five. Yeah. Mm. All right.
3: But, well,
2: but, I mean, I mean, either way,
0: I get what you're saying too.
3: Yeah, it, it's two weeks. We can't overreact quite yet, but we can be excited about him.
0: Right. I mean, this is a guy I stayed away from in drafts. I'm just like, there's, I, I didn't think yeah. there was any way that Bateman was going to produce like he has at this point. But good for him. Yeah, Drew.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know it. It is kind of looking like a how Jamar Chase started last season, but eventually he got that higher target share, Super, and yeah. it just became consistent for him. And I can't see that happening for Rashad Bateman. Just and that's be- kind of
0: thing. Like Mark Andrews is still Mark Andrews.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Lamar
0: is still Lamar. So He's it, gonna love we'll to run.
1: Yeah, I mean the dude had. His yards per target last week were 15.43 yards. That's huge. And I just, I can't see it holding up. It's at some point he's going to dud and scare everybody, and that's going to be the week that people are putting him in the flex. So,
0: kind of like a CEH role. CAH role. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, for me personally, I can't trust it.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Kyle? Yeah. Thinking. I mean,
2: it's it's too hard to tell right now. I mean, he's not getting, like, hyper-targeted, like 10-plus targets a game, so that's kind of the scary part. But I see what Drew's saying, and I kind of agree with it. Because they're using Duvernay a lot in the red zone, too. So,
0: Well, real quick. First off, Baltimore hasn't really needed to throw a ton up until, like, the end of the game last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and second off... Uh, they just they they tried to run the ball four straight times from the one yard line last week and got stuffed each damn time. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely still a run first offense, even when you have Mark Andrews, who's probably going to win. I'd say three fourths, if not better, of all his fifty fifty balls he gets thrown. And uh, we're, we're for some for some reason still trying to run Kenyon Drake up the middle or or you know QB sneak with Lamar, which is absurd to me. Uh. Zach, do you have anyone else or I guess in a second player you're either surprised by or let down by through two weeks?
3: I mean we already touched on him uh earlier, but uh Zeke. I'm disappointed in Zeke.
2: Yeah, um, but I mean we weren't really too hyped on him to begin with, so no, we <laughs> not weren't a huge huge letdown, right?
3: No, not a huge letdown, but there were some there were talks that, you know, maybe he would be what he once was. But now I it's looking think, like he was a, hes a has been.
0: We 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 try to compare him still. I feel like to his rookie season, or like those first couple of seasons where he went off. And Zeke's not young anymore. He, at, you know, what? Three of the first four years of his, his career, he saw three hundred plus rushing attempts, and that's just the the lifespan you're going to have already as a running back is low but to have 900-plus rushing attempts in four years, actually, uh, what, 1,100 total counting the 2017 season, it's it, it's not good for you in the long run, and it's just going to shorten your shelf life as a running back. And it feels like Tony Pollard is and probably should take over the starting role. He, uh, I feel like he might be a better pass catcher. He has better breakaway-type speed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And... You know, while Zeke isn't necessarily old, he's at that you know twenty sevens kind of where he starts seeing RBs fall off. And two weeks, twenty five carries, a hundred and five yards total. Uh, I have to agree with Zach that you know, given the fact that he was probably taken what around the third round, if I had to guess.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah that's just that's not Bueno. And I'm trying to pull him up, pull stats up for him, but that's just. It pains me because I, I I was big on Zeke, at least last year. I thought he was going to have a big year. Uh, but you could have had players like A.J. Brown, Pittman, Justin Herbert, David Montgomery, Javante Williams all around his ADP this year at uh, RB16, player 30 off the board.
1: Yeah, you know, they were telling us that to not be too down on Zeke this year because since, like, week four last year, he was dealing with some sort of leg injury. So we were like, okay, well – clearly now he's had the time to recover and he's going to come out and be fine yeah, so. and he's just hasn't produced.
0: Mm-hmm. Kyle, you have anything to add?
1: Nope.
0: All right. Uh, Drew, anybody else? Or I guess your second either.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'll go with uh, Rashad Penny. You know, the whole off season, Bieber just fed that he's the number one guy and he's, and don't get me wrong like week 1 with the attempts he got he did pretty decent it just didn't translate to fantasy i mean he got 5 yards per carry week 1 that's pretty darn mm-hmm. good but kenneth walker came back week 2 and uh he only had 6 attempts and he didn't do well on them and you know he i did, don't know he if took it's all because the game work. yeah i don't know if you know that could have been a little bit of game script it was kind of a close one but
0: was it a close one? I thought San Francisco kind of jumped out early on that. They kind of didn't just oh, kind of okay. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. That, that, yeah that's that's what I meant.
1: I meant like it was game script. Definitely not good for him. That's what I meant. I get you. But you know, at the same time, he did nothing with what he had, and I don't know what Pete Carroll was on, but he was pulling out some funky stuff. I remember that one time <laughs> he came into Wildcat and tried to walk pass with, in the end zone. Yeah, who was who threw it? Was it Tyler Homer it, or DJ it, Dallas? Oh, oh yeah,
0: it was it wasn't I think it was Ken D, Walker.
1: I think it was it DJ might, Dallas. I think it was, or, was DJ, yeah.
0: Yeah, him or Homer? I tried way. to
1: get him to throw a pass in the end zone, he threw it right to the linebacker. I don't know <laughs> what in the world that was, but
0: it wasn't even close.
1: I don't know if we're seeing, you know, to see, starting to see the downfall of Pete Carroll's uh play calling ability, but I don't know. It did, it just it's, didn't look good.
0: It isn't pretty. And I was a big Rashad Penny truther. Like, I thought for sure after at least the end of the 2021 season, we would see him continue to get that kind of a workload. And obviously, you know, the fact that the first two weeks, well, I can't say the first two weeks. Uh, the first week they were, they won the game, obviously. But the second week they weren't even really relevant or, or close in the game. And we saw them go away from the run, and Ken Walker got all the passes. It felt like, and Geno Smith, you know, did Geno Smith things. I mean, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't good, especially in terms of fantasy uh, relevance. But yeah, I have to think I, I agree with everything you just said, Drew. Kyle, what do you had or what do you have to say about Rashad?
2: No, actually, that was my second disappointment. Was Rashad Penny? So, I mean. <laughs> I was expecting what he did last year to help you win the ship, Steve, just to kind of ball out, take a huge uh, even workload. If getting,
0: even if he wasn't getting 20-plus carries again, you know, give him 15, 16 carries.
2: Mm-hmm. Something six to supplement, seven, you know, not less six than six. 10.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, super, super disappointing. Uh, do you have anyone else you want to go over, Kyle? You just want to circle back around.
2: I just had one last uh, actually I'm going to do a surprise this time. I'm really surprised I talked a lot of crap on him you guys know it and I'm really surprised he's doing this well is Tua I did not expect him to be able to support the, either Tyreek or Waddle let alone both at the same time I don't know if this stays the way it is right now but for both of them to almost have 200 yards him to almost throw 500 yards and like six tutties that's absolutely crazy, I like you got like I said earlier. I just I did not expect this in my wildest dreams.
1: Yeah, I I would say on that is like we definitely can't expect all three of them to go for forty pieces every week,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: that at least shows us that he is capable of making them both at least wide receiver twos on the year. You know that that gives a lot more confidence in, uh Waddle and Tyreek, because, you know, we were going in thinking it's got to be one or the other each week. So this is definitely a good sign.
0: Yeah, and and I do just want to say we kind of got to pump the brakes. It's the first week against New England who wasn't spectacular by any means. He only put up 13.8 points. Uh, Baltimore, he put up the 42, almost 43, obviously. Uh, This week, I think, is going to be the true test. They, uh, they're home against Buffalo, who just obliterated, I mean, absolutely obliterated the Titans on Monday Night Football. I mean, they, they dropped a 40-piece on the Titans. Stephon Diggs went nuts. Uh, mm-hmm. Three touchdowns. Yeah. And...
3: But I, I do think one thing happened in that game, and I think the Titans exposed some stuff that can be done against them um, on that first drive but because they, they kind of got away from it. Um, And I think I think the Dolphins will try to do the same because that I think that's going to be a lot closer game than we think. It's interdivision and both these teams have been just absolutely spit on in the past
1: decade. Yeah. Do do you know what that stuff was that they were doing that kind of exposed Mm -hmm. the bills? No, I
3: think so. I think they were they were thrown to a lot of slot slot receivers um, and. The Bills just lost another cornerback to that gruesome injury. Yeah. Um and that was tough. Yeah. I mean, prayers out to him. Uh I haven't I honestly haven't even seen anything.
0: I I saw this morning, he was uh getting a CAT scan. He had movement in all of extremities. I
3: I knew he had movement in all extremities, but but I wasn't sure. I haven't seen anything other than the cat
0: scan coming out.
3: Yeah. But but uh if if they keep taking injuries to their secondary like that, they're going to be exposed in the passing game, I think. And
0: and when, later when in the game, stuck. Jordan Poyer got banged up too. Who is yeah top ten safety in the league. And I
3: mm-hmm. think Mike. I think Micah Hyde also got banged up too.
0: Or maybe it was Micah. One of the two. I don't it know if they Micah, both. Did. I, I think it
3: was Micah Hyde. But either way. But yeah, but but either way, I mean, they they did expose that you can pass on them. And it's probably easier to throw on them than like quick bubble screens. I think uh, Wilkins is that is that how you say his name?
0: Wilkins or
3: uh, Tennessee Akeen.
0: Oh, Westbrook Akeem. Westbrook Akeem.
3: Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um. But um. I couldn't think of his name. But I think he caught a bubble pass, a bubble screen for like what fourteen yards. He scampered up the yeah. field.
2: Robert Woods caught one for like 20. So. Yeah,
3: so I mean... Those and, that, and
2: that's the stuff that Tyreek just feeds off of, so... Oh,
3: yeah. I mean, if they can get Tyreek the ball like that, <laughs> game over. Those are those are touchdowns. Those aren't just 15-yard games. Exactly.
0: And, and I do want to mention, though, that these first four games, the Bills will be without Tredavious White, so uh, obviously there's going to be... I think there's going to be some passing upside against them, but it's still very minimal. The front's still going to get home, which is the big thing, is that the combination of
1: – I don't start a Dolphins running back this week. Correct. No,
0: absolutely. I don't either. <laughs> we're
1: we're already worried about Chase Edmonds because they basically played most or the whole – for most of what we thought yeah. Chase Edmonds was going to get. And against that Bills D-line, you can't start either of, either of them. I wouldn't – I wouldn't nope. dare – Nope. Yeah. watch Watch one of them go off for like Edmonds a- a- would be the only
0: one I would <laughs> <laughs> I would even consider, and that's just because his pa- his receiving, is receiving higher is higher. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I just I do want to pump the brakes onto uh, and it'll be a big test. Like I said, front seven, you know, Von Miller and AJ Penesa and Jordan Phillips. I mean, those guys ate this past weekend, or I guess this past Monday, not weekend.
3: Is that a one o'clock game?
0: It's uh, a good question. I don't. I don't have that in front of me. You
3: got to put that game on prime time. That that's gonna be a good game, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, another surprise for me, I'm gonna throw Christian Kirk out there. You guys mm-hmm. gave me crap for giving him, putting him in as a a boom last week. But the guy is hyper targeted in this offense. He's had it 18 is. targets in the first two weeks. He caught all six this week. For 78-2, and two. Uh, he is the number one, number one receiver. Uh, at least, I don't know about week two, but week one, he was targeted 28% of the time on passes. I haven't really checked to see what he did this week. Um, but, I mean, give me all of Christian Kirk right now. And even if it loses me a game or two down the road, because he's kind of like hit or miss, you know, potentially against better defenses, uh, I, I just like the fact that you know, this is going to be a guy we're going to get six catches to each game, potentially a touchdown and eighty or ninety yards. So
1: yeah, and we we had talked about it in the past. Like if Trevor Lawrence improves, then Christian Kirk should be a viable option, and you know that's what we're seeing. So mm-hmm. you know, for us, I wouldn't say it's a crazy surprise because I'm pretty sure for our projections we had him decently.
0: Yeah, pretty there. sure you guys had him fairly. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if Trevor Lawrence stays somewhat consistent, then you could definitely for sure just count on Christian Kirk being your wide receiver too, and you drafted him to be your wide receiver three or four. So that's definitely a good Mm -hmm. thing that came out of this year for the wide receivers for sure.
0: Uh, Yeah, uh, this week again we saw Christian Kirk get targeted on – let me see. Twenty percent of the passes, so a little bit of a downtick because they only threw it thirty times this week. But more, Lawrence, well, the first week was forty-two times. But uh, Trevor Lawrence was more accurate this week, twenty-five out of thirty, uh, and he kind of exposed the indie defense, who I personally was a little bit higher on, but I guess I was probably wrong. But uh, Kyler, Zach, and you guys want to hit on uh, Kirk.
3: And no, that kind of leads into somebody that I'd like to talk about here in a little bit about uh, that indie, about who's who's been okay. a huge
0: disappointment. Okay, Kyle.
3: You're muted,
2: bud.
0: You're muted. Uh,
2: <laughs> I-, <laughs> I pulled a Steve, sorry. Uh, yeah, I know. I agree with you guys. Just go ahead and let Zach talk about his guy.
0: I do want to throw J-Rob in there too, real quick. Super late draft pick. He's taken back over the backfield in in Jacksonville. Oh,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. We tried to tell uh, him.
0: And ETN is definitely a a definite, definite, definite. Like, you hate yourself for taking him now where you took him. Yep. But anyways, uh, Zach. Uh,
3: Ryan. Matt Ryan. Scare. I think it's time to move on, guys. I already dropped him in my league and picked up another. Uh, So, I had Matt Ryan and Trey Lance. In my one league. As oh, you had, a,
0: you had a r- r- rough week, too.
3: Yep. uh, In one of my leagues. So, like, I was like, well, time to time to clear the plate. Got rid of both my quarterbacks in the one league. Uh, picked up two. Um, but, I mean, uh, he's washed. I mean, everybody was saying, oh, he's going to come in and he's going to do this what Stafford did. Oh, hmm. well. Maybe four years ago, he could have done what
0: Stafford did,
3: <laughs> but he's too old now. Opportunity yeah. missed.
0: And I mean, he was Just, without Michael Pittman this past week, so that's a big downside.
3: Yeah, but like... like still, it, it, If
0: Pittman's not in, there, without Pittman and Alec Pierce, who I think you can argue with their top two pass catchers going into the season. And... And without them, I mean, Ashton Doolin's out here catching passes. Yeah, it was. Yeah,
3: I, I, I mean, I mean, like, well, let let's look at let's look at what the Rams did. The Rams had a team perfectly built. All they needed was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Colts brought in Matt Ryan, thinking the quarterback was going to solve everything. No, it just exposes how bad everything else is. Fair enough. And what that's that, that. That's exactly what it's doing. <laughs>
0: Right, and I, I think you have to also factor in that Jonathan Taylor had fifty-four rushing yards.
3: Yeah, that's, that's
0: uh, atrocious. He, well, when you he got
3: worried about the pass game. All you got to do is key on TJ. He JJ. got
0: ten total touches, nine rushes, and wow. one catch.
1: What kind of game script is that?
0: You're not. I mean, a losing one. I get it. They they were down Ballad. the entire game. They got I shut out by out. Jacksonville. But. To get to give JT, who your offense runs through all of ten t- touches and yeah, not good.
3: Did Houston win?
0: Houston did not win. It was a very very boring game though because you know we're not going to feed Javante again. Mm-hmm. Thanks oh, Nathaniel oh, Hackett. Right. Thanks right. Nathaniel <laughs> Hackett. Uh, you you gotta...
3: can't call plays without. <laughs> getting... A we're, we're,
0: we're just gonna continue to run Branding out. Branding McManus out every drive. It doesn't matter where we're yep. where we're starting. It's just
1: sixty yard field goal. Run, run out McManus.
0: Drew, okay. do you have anyone else?
1: Uh no, I don't think so. I think you know I got out what I needed to get out so far. So
0: I will throw Curtis Samuel out there as a surprise. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, through he's, a few weeks. Yeah. He's seen twenty three percent of the targets in that offense. He was a waiver wire. Sorry.
3: Drew seen that coming from a mile Uh away. I did.
1: Nobody wanted to hear it. but It's just Drew's world. We're just living in it. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. (laughs)
0: Uh, But again, 23% of the target share through two weeks. I will throw maybe Jahan Dotson in there, but it's all because of his touchdowns through two weeks. Yeah. Jahan Dotson, I I should say.
3: Shut up. Um... (laughs) I was pretty high on him. I said he was going to be a boom this year, and so far he is on pace to be that.
0: Well, when you um, catch three touchdowns in two games, of course you are.
3: I mean, he's <laughs> on pace. I mean, he's on pace to have twenty touchdown season.
0: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, staying in that offense as well, I think we have to talk about Carson Wentz and Antonio Gibson both having solid starts to the year so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gibson not to the extent, but Carson Wentz is currently QB four.
1: Uh, I will say, I will say. Oh, sorry, Drew. I no, I was just air. gonna throw it in there that they're expecting Brian Robinson like two, three, four weeks, and yeah, just, just a couple they, weeks from now. Yeah, and you know they were expecting him to completely take over Antonio Gibson's spot, so that would definitely be a guy to keep your eye on if for some reason someone didn't stash him. Maybe do that now. Sell Gibson.
0: Yeah, sell Gibson. Beat me to it. Or if you're, you're uh, weak elsewhere, you know, you've know you run into the injury bug, maybe potentially look to, to Sell Gibby.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Jamal Williams didn't have a big week this week, but we see a lot of utilization for him in the in the run game in Detroit still. Uh, the first two weeks, he's had 11 and 12 carries. I think you got to keep looking out for him. Because eventually he's going to break one off, or he's going to have a, a big game through the air for you. Uh, who else do I have here? Amon Ra, we talked about.
3: Yep, talked about Amon Ra. Well, um, touching on Amon Ra, uh, if Amon Ra keeps producing, I mean, Goff's going to reap those benefits like we talked about earlier. <laughs> Wouldn't be a bad stash to. I mean, I would even say. Streamline
1: him. I, would, I was going to say, I would say Goff is probably a good uh, streamer for this week. Mm-hmm, yes. Or pretent- yep. potential,
0: you know, even bench QB for a super flex league. I'd, I'd even think at this point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then a few other busts or like letdowns for the year. Uh, we talked about Mooney and Komet already. Uh, Kadarius Tony, he's had three targets through two weeks.
3: Drop him. Yeah,
0: drop him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damian Pierce. Everybody gave him all of the hype coming out of the preseason. He finally got some play last mm-hmm. week. Again, two weeks, but.
1: He did well, it just didn't translate to fantasy, so I'm still maybe holding on to him there.
0: Right. I mean, it's after the first week, it was Rex Burkhead, and then Damian got the majority of the work last week. It's weird. And then the last player I have written down here, I've got Aaron Rodgers, who put up, I think, 18 points to the first two weeks, one of which was against the Bears defense, which I don't think is spectacular by any means. But, um, yeah. So with that, do you guys want to touch on anything else or have any closing thoughts before we wrap it up and look forward to our booms in the next episode, Kyle?
2: No, I think we pretty much nailed it today. Um, Drew, anything?
1: No, I like how the episode went, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow's episode where we bring out our booms and busts for week three.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Zach. Anything else? Uh,
3: no, not not really. I mean, I'm I'm good. I just, you know, uh, just just a quick question for you guys: What you think, Jimmy G, or do I start Jared Goff in my one league? Mm-hmm. I'd go Jared Goff personally. Who, who against Minnesota it? and Minnesota. Jimmy G versus Denver? Uh, at Denver? Yeah. At Denver, yes. Ooh, Sunday night.
0: Ooh, ooh, Jimmy doesn't lose. I mean, that's the one thing that we need to talk about is Jim, Jimmy doesn't lose. And... Oh, man, that's such a tough pick. Yeah. I, I, I'm going Jimmy. I'm going Jimmy.
1: I'd go with Jared Goff. I think, you know, the Vikings secondary hasn't been doing wonderful. And it's not a terrible matchup for Jared Goff this week.
0: Sure. I like that mm-hmm. one as well. I don't know, Jim, something about, you know, Mr. Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe it's just that beautiful smile of his makes me all hot and bothered. Maybe. <laughs> Kyle, uh, you're the deciding factor here. Jimmy G or Jared Goff?
2: I want to go Jared Goff. I like the matchup he, against Minnesota, so sorry. <laughs> He's pretty, though. Beautiful. He's a very face. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you, like I said, uh, we announced last week, you know, follow the Inscriber mag. Uh, we are now part of that podcast family and we'll continue to broaden our horizons and uh, add other podcasts to this family and, you know, make sure we promote them and, and vice versa here. So thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, blah, 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 wherever we are, y- you know how it is. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Later. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts.